listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, uh, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Jane Payton, who's one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. In fact, she's not only a certified beer sommelier, she's also the UK's first pommelier. We decided to do a bit of a different programme today um, because uh, it's many people will be looking at dry January after having a, you know, a Christmas and a New Year's uh, a, a celebration. And let's face it, we needed it. We're going to do a very, very honest review of the best non-alcoholic beers we can find. And I'm going to use Jane's expertise. So Jane genuinely, genuinely knows about beer and how to taste beer and whether something's well made or not. Nothing to do with her own taste profile. You know don't you when some, that, that's your training you know when something's uh, been made beautifully yes. um whereas i go oh, i don't like that because <laughs> i is, don't like it which is fine mm. but in professional terms as whatever you're tasting or or whether it's food or drink if you're trained you know what's good and what isn't yeah and and obviously there are some amazing non-alcoholic beers out there um i, I can't say the same for wine at the moment and and I'm, i to be honest i haven't really found a spirit that i, that I like and i think a lot of that is to do with mouthfeel and texture actually but I, I really thought it'd be great to have a program where we absolutely use your expertise we've got no studio guests so we can actually say what the hell we like uh, you know and not not be afraid to be a little bit rude or, or whatever and just say whether we really think something's good or bad now i've got all of the beers here today i think with the exception of one so we're going to taste 16 so i've got quite a lot to do i got them from dry drinker now lots of different sorts of websites aren't there but but um i've chosen dry dry drinker because if anybody's listening to the show and wants to try and get hold of some of these things it's just it's just one place uh, to go dry drinker was set up by Stuart elkington who, who had more than 25 years working in the drinks industry already uh, with uk brewery chains and fine wine merchants and he stopped drinking alcohol about eight eight or nine years ago and he he got a bit depressed at the availability of anything grown up to drink and i think when a lot of us aren't you know think oh we're gonna go out for a nice meal but do you know what i've got a big day at work tomorrow i want to drive home I want something grown up to drink. You know, I don't want orange juice or just water. Um, so, so I can understand that. I mean, his wife, Lynn, dared him, dared him to give up his job and do something about it. So he took up the challenge and, and Dry Drinker was born. And it is the, the largest and has the broadest range of non-alcohol drinks, uh, which include ciders and wines and spirits. But I think I thought for the beer drinkers amongst us, we're going we're gonna to do a very detailed tasting a lot of people don't want to drink alcohol full stop that that could be for religious reasons it's because you, you know you you want a break or it's a health reasons you could be pregnant all sorts of reasons um but there is still a little bit i do i think it's disappearing a bit there is still a little bit of nudge nudge oh come on what's wrong with oh sports sports probably especially for for guys you know oh, come on have a pint and do you think that's still there uh, a bit? Unfortunately, it's there a lot. There right. is this peer group pressure that people want you to drink because if they're drinking, they want you to be in the gang with them. It's almost as though the person not drinking is giving a judgment on them drinking, which they're absolutely not because he so says like there sitting, is so many reasons. They're sitting back and watching or something. Exactly, or like right. judging or like judging, mm, yeah. Yeah, drinking yeah. Mm, like that. They're not. Yeah. Now, there's many reasons why people don't want to drink, and it's not because they spoil sports or party poopers. There are many reasons, and we shouldn't question that. No. 
Well, I mean, I drink alcohol, as you know, but I also drink non-alcohol beers. Because yeah, yeah. as, as you said earlier, I haven't found a wine that I, I think replicates wine. I haven't found cider yet that, that does. Actually, I've, I did find one cider. It's all about tannins and acidity and mouthfeel with any anything that you're drinking. But uh, beer has it in droves because of the ingredients, which I think we'll be talking about. Okay, so we've got a real mixture here. So we're going to taste four lagers uh, back to back, side by side. I'm very interested in, in what you think. I'm afraid I'm going to say, you know, whether I like it or not, because because mine will be subjective. Yours will be much more objective because you're looking at whether it's well made or not. Um, we're going to start off with Lucky Saint, good producer of non-alcoholic beer, I, I would say. Yes, Lucky Saint specialise in non-alcohol beers they started with this beer that we're drinking now which is a style called hells or helles it's a german style of pale lager so with this sort of beer it's very delicate it's very light in fact the word hells or helles depending on how you pronounce it means light in german and it's a style of beer so it's a, a sub style of the lager category by the way there are many many types of lager some black lagers dark brown heavy big bodied this is a very pale one. It's the palest, it's the lightest of, of the lagers. So I can taste a little bit of biscuity malt and a tiny bit of citrus on that. Okay, me too. Now that to me tastes like a Hell's Lager. I was having a, a Hell's Lager with alcohol recently and it's got very, very similar profile. Lucky Saint, I don't know if they still are, but they used to make their beer in Germany and this is a German style. They have, to get the alcohol out of it, they've got a filter I think a vacuum filter with Lucky Saint so what that does it removes the alcohol without taking away the flavour now you need expensive equipment to do this so you can filter your your alcohol out and you need a really expensive high-tech filter to do that because what you don't want is to filter out the flavors and the mouthfeel you yeah. don't want to take away any of that texture because what you want to um, keep in the glass is all that experience of drinking beer and it's just the alcohol that's gone. So is there another way of doing it then, not having the expensive? The old way of doing it was to basically boil, you know, right. to boil the alcohol off. And in which case you would end up with a really unsatisfying stewed sort of character to it that was just not very good. So tell me what you think of the, the Lucky Saint. Um, I, uh, most of all of these are either 0% or 0.5%. And bearing in mind, orange juice is 0.5 percent. Um, you know, it's it's just low. I mean, there are there are some that are low alcohol, but we've excluded those. These these are literally zero. So these cl as classified as as non-alcohol. Yeah. No, no and low is the category. So this is non-alcohol. It's not low. It's non. Yeah. It's non. What's your so very good. I mean, to me, that feels like a hell's. It smells, tastes, looks like hell's. It must be a duck then. You know, if it quacks, it's it's a duck. To me, that is a really good non-alcohol beer. And if you like the lighter beers. It's quite light to me. It's very light. Yeah. And I know you love your Imperial Stouts, which is the absolute other end of the spectrum. going to do that in a minute. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that is a really good one. So people who prefer lagers in their drinking, or if they don't drink anymore but did drink alcohol, this is a great repli uh, replica or so a, this a, for me a great is version. Nice, of cold, a great in a garden on a summer's afternoon, I would say, because it's light. It feels like, like a session beer, old-fashioned session lager, really. Definitely. Um I think that Lucky Saint are now selling in draft in pubs, which is okay. a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Because people now can order, can order pints. pints. Yeah. And so for men in particular, out, yeah. exactly. <laughs> for men in particular, they want to be with the mates, drinking and looking as though they've got a pint in the hand. And if it's a draft beer, nobody knows that it doesn't contain alcohol. So you're still with the gang, still drinking your pints, just doesn't have alcohol. 
So the next one is um, called Two Roots, uh, Two Roots Brewing Company. And again, this is a Hell's, did you say, or Hell is? Do you call it Hell's? You can matter. pronounce it either one. <clears throat> and this is a, this is a, a, an American beer. Again, that sort of German hop taste. What's your thoughts okay, on that? Okay, well, this has got, um, if you taste the two together, you'll notice that the Lucky Saint Hell's has got a very traditional flavour profile. The second one we're drinking, the Enough Said, has a more American pl- profile. To me, that's verging towards a pale ale oh, because oh, of the hops. Say, it feels like a pale ale because it's a bit hoppy for me. It's got American hops in there, which are different to the noble hops of Germany, different varieties, so they give a much more citrusy, bigger character. So to me, that is almost a hybrid of an ale and a lager. It's basically a lager style. It's a hell style using New World hops, which give a much more punchy hop character. Uh, is that well made in your view? It's really good. It's Decent a great beer okay. and satisfying. To me, the non-alcohol beers have to smell and taste and feel like beer. Almost need to get, hops need to bite you almost. Yeah. You, you need to be aware of them. It, they may not punch you, but you need to be aware of the hops always to me. So next to that, we've then got Infinite Lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the Infinite Session Boys. Again, this is a Hell's Lager, slightly darker in colour. How does that stand up to the other two? It's sharper. There's more acidity in that beer. So it's got a sharper character, which well, is much good. Sharper. Mm. Because what it's doing is giving you a mouthfeel and it's giving you a tasting experience. It's very crisp. Crisp is good. We like crisp. And that's a characteristic of this style of beer, actually. Helles and um, Pilsner's crispness is part of it. Now, the body of this beer is lighter. Now, Alcohol gives body to beer, but this style of beer is always a light body and crispness. So it's getting those characteristics into this beer that should be there. Do you know what? I can't believe how how different those three are, Mm. actually. Um, And and they've all got their own taste profile. Mm. So actually, I quite like that. I I quite like that citrus edge on Mm. it. It's not, you know, you get some of these fruity beers. I don't don't like those. Mm. Um, But I do like the Lucky Saint if if you're a a sort of... Well, that's more malt-driven. Lager drinker. You can't really say pathetic. But you know what I mean? When When you don't like beer that much but you like a night you know it's a, 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 de- you know, a sunny day you want something really refreshing and it's light and so, so that's why i definitely have mm. lucky saint um but but that um that infinite lager mm. very nice taste profile so 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 now we're going to go on to big drop which is their craft lager okay it's, and much much darker in color that it's very amber colored how does that stack up so this is our four lagers you don't get as, there's not as much acidity. It's slightly sweeter. It's lighter bodied almost. There's no, you don't get a bite of, mm, very easy to drink though. Very quaffable, easy drinking. Yes. I'm not sure I think about that. It's a bit herbal and floral. That's the hops that are doing that. Right. So it, it's probably English hops in that case. Or it could be German hops actually, because you get that flavour profile too. It's softer on the palate. It's also very low carbonation as well. Yeah, it just feels, a, it doesn't, it hasn't got the viscosity and it hasn't got, it, it's much thinner. So mm. I'm not right, I haven't got the vocabulary you have. But again, well made, you would say. Mm. Beautifully made. And Big Drop are one of the leading no and no, no alcohol beer companies. Yeah. They win awards all the time, sometimes against full alcohol beers, believe it or not. Yeah. And, you know, these competitions are blind tasting. They don't know what they're drinking. So it's... Well, I would say great. all four of those are beautifully made. Mm. Um, 
we're not taking price into consideration in this this tasting at all. Um, I, I think for me, the Lucky Saint I really really like, and the, the Infinite Lager, mm-hmm. the, my type of uh, taste profile. But I think what I'm learning from this is you need to find out, you need to try and work out what your lager taste is you know what you like and then try and then then find the equivalent so if you do like that 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 sort of lager which is refreshing you you know it's definitely lucky saint for me you know the infinite hell's lager has has got a a really nice sort of crisp i would say that's good and then if you want that sort of old-fashioned craft lager that slightly caramelly slight orange in the end and that that then big drops for you i mean we're drinking hells with the three of them i wouldn't say that the big drop is a hell so okay. it is giving Sorry. a different yeah um taste profile to me the lucky saint is the one that's nearest to its alcohol equivalent in terms yeah. of that hell style to be honest i won't be able to tell the difference between a, a normal hells and that lucky saint so why would i not order lucky saint yeah Okay, good start. We've got impressive really actually. Good start, and we've got some Better excellent ones. I'm just looking at them, we've got some really good ones. Uh, should we do IPAs next? Yeah, let's do some. Okay, hops, let's do we? four IPAs. Okay, um, IPA Indian Pale Ale. The hops will really come out on these, or they should do, shouldn't they? Mm-hmm. The style IPA is all about the hops, so it's um, you, you need your malt as well, obviously, to make it beer. A good balanced beer would have malt and hop flavours coming through. But with these new world hops, and I suspect that all these beers have new world hops, they are going to be much more prominent, the hops. Now, when you're brewing a non-alcohol beer, you have to have a sense of its beeriness. So for me... It's the hops and it's the dark malts. They're the ones that replicate that beeriness. So I think when you drink these, Sue, if you haven't had them before, you're going to feel even more that they are actually beer. There's no alcohol in them. You probably won't notice that alcohol's not there because what you're getting instead... Hop punch. And your brain is going, oh, yeah, that's beery flavours. Yeah. Okay, so first one is um, Beaver Town Laser Crush. Um, For anybody that, that, that sees cans in the supermarket or we'll, we'll know their, their packaging. It's very cartoony on the outside. What do you think of this? My immediate thought was the sweetness comes through from oh the malt. God. Wow. So you get a sweetness and then you get the hop bitterness coming right through it. And it's a new world hop. You can tell that just by its flavours, by its characteristics, its aromatics. You see, I'm not a great fan of IPA at all. I find the hops too strong. Now, I actually like that, but that's because it's got a sweet edge. But mm. does that make it a good IPA? The choice of hops they've used that are not massively bitter, so you're getting some sweetness coming through. But it tastes like beer, doesn't it? I'd drink that. I'd definitely have that. Okay, next one. It's the Infinite Session. Again, the Infinite Session, boys. This is their IPA. Now, I'm suspecting I haven't drunk it yet. I'll hate this because actually it will be what I think of as an IPA and I don't like IPA. Okay. Go on, hit me with it then. I don't know. Go on. What's your... You've just tasted it. I know this one already and I've drunk pints of this and really enjoyed it. See, that tastes like an IPA. Okay. <laughs> but what, what, I'm, I'm saying that as a compliment. Yes. Oh, good, good. I no, I'm you... saying it's a compliment, yes. as, in, as in I don't like it because it just tastes oh. It just tastes like an alcoholic <laughs> IPA to me. I can't tell the difference. Because I know you like the New England IPAs, which are less bitter yeah. and a bit fruitier than, yeah. than a, an IPA like this. So it absolutely tastes like an IPA, IPA. doesn't it? So, so for me, if I liked IPA, I'd, I'd be right up for that. The Infinite Session IPA, to me, it is a great drinking IPA. You know, I'd be really happy in a pub drinking that. I thought we were just going to slag all these off. 
Well, I never would because well, I, I, well, I, I no, no, no. Beer. I didn't mean that. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 they're, they're actually turning it away, but way better than I thought. Okay, so now we have Brewdog. Um, this is their Punk AF, which we all know what AF stands for, and it's their IPA. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this? Again, it tastes like a, an IPA. So some of the oh. session IPAs that you get, session oh. when you're talking about... Um, I really don't like that. No, because you don't like IPA, do no, you? No, so it's, it's not that. It's got a, it's got a, it tastes like washing up liquid at the end. It's got a really not very nice aftertaste, I would say. I know what you mean. Why, why would it have that aftertaste? Is it just not very well made? It's not that, it's just maybe the way they've made it. Because different breweries use different techniques to make their non-alcohol mm. beer. For instance, Big Drop have a very lazy yeast. So their yeast is never going to get very high in alcohol because it's slow, it's lazy, it's like, yeah, whatever. So it doesn't impart. It doesn't no. impart much alcohol, but they're quite, you know, not all breweries do that. Some like Lucky Saint, for instance, or... Adnams, we're going to taste their ghost ship later, have got really high-tech filters or vacuum refuging, you know, removing yeah. the alcohol that way, like um, I think Lucky Saint does. That's still got, a, for me, it's got a horrendous aftertaste as well, and I'm still tasting it, so I need to taste the next one. Okay. It's the only one I've come across so far which I really, really wouldn't recommend. Okay. Okay, so the next one is Big Drop again, actually. Now, this you're going to think... Gosh, it's an IPA and it's what I don't like, but it's a really blooming good beer. True IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes profile, which I don't like. And again, but it's... I do, but I appreciate it. Mm. If that makes sense. Those hops, that's really good. I think this is, is this the one that's Citra? What's yes, it? it's yes. Citra hops. That so Citra, so it's a single variety hop. Citra is an American variety of hop. They've got some other hops in there as well, actually, oh, okay. just having a look at it. But, but I think the Citra is the, you know, is the, the main one. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. So that's definitely got that twist of bitterness at the end, which which you would expect with an IPA. And it's got a, a, a quite a long finish as well. Mm. So it's hanging around on, on your oh, palate. Yeah, good. I mean, again, I would say those three IPAs, I'd struggle to tell whether they were alcoholic or not. Yes. Um, I think the the Brewdog one reminds me of, of, of non-alcoholic beers from 10 years ago. It's just... I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> um, so uh, the next, shall we? Shall we taste some beers w- which are more household names mm. that, that, that people would recognise? Yes. Um, um, and, and I'm not saying Big Drop and all these other guys are, are, aren't recognisable, but these are ones you'd probably find in a supermarket. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I thought that might be quite good um, benchmark to try. Definitely, and the okay. different styles as well. So it's going to show us what um, what the range range. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jane, these are ones that, that, that names that a lot of people would recognise. And, and I suppose in some ways it's harder for a mainstream brewer to then set up, a, you know, a non-alcoholic range because actually the whole of the process is different. So if you've got a, if, you know, if you're a huge brand and then you've then got to try and work out how you're doing non-alcoholic, I, it, you know, in some res- respects, I would say that, that that's possibly more difficult when you, when you look at the the guys who just do non-alcoholic beer. They've, that's how they've started and they've designed it from the ground up. So the first one we've got here is the Heineken Zero. This, I think it's the biggest selling non-alcohol beer in Britain because it's in pubs. Pale lager, it's a Pilsner style and this mm. has zero alcohol. See, I, I just, no. To me, that does taste like Heineken though. Yeah, but I don't like Heineken. Okay, so I, I can get that. that there's, a, there's a house style to Heineken. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the Lucky Saint lager just beats that into... Mm. If, you, if you know if you do like lager um then I, I just wouldn't have that however what you're saying is if you like heineken lager 
actually, it's well made. Mm, you know, absolutely. go for it. And it, it, it does taste like Heineken Lager, yeah. but without the alcohol. Oh. It's got that malty sweetness that I always get with a, an alcohol version of Heineken. So in terms of its If you quality, like Heineken, If you like Heineken, that is absolutely the one for you. Excellent. Next one, um, Old Speckled Hen. And I quite like their beers occasionally. An old-fashioned so ale. Old-fashioned oh. ale. Oh, I'm really sorry. Oh. Got a lot of crystal malt, so the crystal is a caramelly sort of. Oh, that's actually made me shiver. <laughs> um, could just taste like caramel. I would like more bitterness, just to ramp up that sense of hops. I don't even know what to say about that one. Doesn't taste like a beer. You're not saying anything, are you? No. You don't want to. Not, you don't want to offend anybody. But I just <laughs> even never mind that. Okay, next one. Um, Harvey's now. Harvey's based in Sussex. Mm-hmm. Got quite a big following for their Harvey's Best Bitter. A lot of people really like that in pubs on draft. And this is their attempt at uh, their Harvey's Best Bitter. Harvey's are beloved in Sussex, by the way. I live in Sussex, in East Sussex, in Brighton. They are beloved. They have a massive following. Massive following. There's a real dedication. They've just won a really major award, by the way, in a, a beer competition with their no alcohol old ale that's a style of beer and they won in a category with alcohol beers Seems so incredible. that's extraordinary yeah extraordinary i'm afraid that's not up there with it though i'm afraid i'm getting the harvey's nurse of that beer because they've got a very distinctive mm. yeast and I'm, I'm still getting that harvey's nurse in there it's got more bitterness than the old speckled hen made in a different way anything that's got more bitterness than the old speckled hen <laughs> I would say that's, uh, I do really, I'm, I'm very fond of Harvey's for all sorts of reasons. And, and um, I find that disappointing. You're nodding. I'm just... I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. like to try the other one that you said that they've just won, won an award for. The Old Ale, very malty. So style-wise, an Old Ale is enormously malty. Final one we've got here is um, Adnam's Ghost Ship. Now, this is this is available very very widely and have also got good distribution um they describe this as like a citrus pale ale Mm -hmm. you're quite a fan of this aren't you yes i I think this is a fantastic fantastic version of a of a golden ale and i can't tell any difference between that having alcohol or not having alcohol so that's got an american hop in it ghost Mm. ship is their lead it's their biggest selling beer with with alcohol so you see it very widely on cask so you can have it in a lovely pint of cask ale and this is their 0.5 version big big seller and i can't tell the difference and that's you Mm. as as an actually qualified beer sommelier Mm. I think this is a fantastic beer. You get all those beery characteristics from it. It's got New World hops. You get in more of a hop character that is telling your brain, oh, yeah, yeah, it's beer, it's beer. So it's you've got to like a pale ale, you know, in the first place. Yes. Highly recommended. Um, I think they've spent an awful lot of money on a very technically advanced filter. Mm. So you're filtering out the alcohol, but not filtering the flavour or the mouthfeel and the texture of it. I think that is amazing. Right now, from here, as you know, I, I, I'm a fan of porters and stouts. So I've got I've got four here again, all from Dry Drinker. Two I've never heard of. Two I have heard of, and I'm dying to try. So the first one we're going to start with is um, Drop Bear, and this is their Bonfire Stout. Very dark to look at. So I think you might be quite happy with that because it's got that real roasted edge to it. It's got real characteristics of a of a stout. So bitterness, very roasted. very roasted, and yes. very dark in colour as well. 
See, I know you love your Imperials. That's really well made, isn't it? Mm. You love Imperials, which is alcohol, basically. So with an Imperial starter porter, <laughs> you're going to get the mouthfeel. You're going to get a much bigger mouthfeel and a big full body. This is roasted nuts to me. Coffee nuts. I'm getting um, coffee nuts, a bit of licorice. Oh, licorice, well. yeah. Mm. Nutty, yeah. But I think that's very satisfying and it's got a it's long finish. very satisfying and I think if you... You know, if you like, again, if you like that sort of taste profile, it's got that bitter edge to it. Mm. Very well done. Mm. Well done, Excellent. drop there. That one. We like that a lot. Yes. Now, the next one is Nirvana Brewery. They've got a London porter here. They've got a whole range, haven't they? They've got mm. IPAs, they've got all sorts of other things. They do. That, to me, tastes like a porter. Again, it's got those licorice notes to it. It's got the marmite the roasted. Very slightly porter. oaky. Got a little bit of spice. And now Nirvana only make uh, low-alcohol or non-alcohol beers. Yes. Um, if you're a porter person, I'd, I'd be very happy that. with that. Yeah, I recommend that. You know, now, this next one is, is is a brown beer, force majeure, again available on Dry Drinker. Your thoughts? Very malty, but so are the Belgian beers. You don't get massive hop it's character. Got a very weird taste profile with, with Belgian beers. So it's slightly soapy thing again that I don't like. Ugh. It'll be the produ- the production style of it that's giving that character to it. Okay. If Sorry it had loads that, of hops in it, you wouldn't get that um, yeah. soapiness to it. Now the final one, I just like the. I just I've never heard of them. I just thought it was quite interesting. Um, now this was smoked. Why yeah. I don't know. Oh, smoked because robust the, porter. Because there is a style of beer, Rauch beer. It's a German style, which Rauch means smoked. So you use smoked malts in it. That's quite sweet. But you wow, get the smokiness very, coming through. Very, very, very smoky. Mm. Like if you're having smoked sausages or oh, yeah. smoked food. Bacon in a glass. So um, I, 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 glass. I often describe the smoky beers as like frazzles in a glass. <laughs> frazzles. Well, it's not salty, exactly. You see, actually, I've, I've, I think I quite like that. No, it's good. Tastes like a tastes like beer. I mean, it's got a sweet edge to it, but it's got that smokiness that comes in. And if you know smoky beers already, then it's like, ooh. Well, uh, that's definitely my favourite. It's quite complicated, interesting. I think your top three: Ghost Ship, Adnam's Ghost Ship. Um, So, if you like uh, a a citrus pale ale, you're familiar with Adnam's, or if you're not. Uh, ghost ship gets top marks top and marks for that for and a trained go. sommelier to say she can't tell the difference between that and when it's got alcohol or not is 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 high praise indeed i'd also go for the big drop paradiso that's the pale ale ipa um beer and i'd go for the drop bear the bonfire stout well i i really enjoyed the lucky saint lager uh i was i, I really was quite impressed by the beaver town Brewery Laser Crush IPA, mm, but that's that because I'm not drinkable. an IPA drinker, <laughs> <laughs> probably. And Adnam's Ghost Ship, um, uh, extraordinary, I think. Mm. Extraordinary. The worst for me, you're not going to say worst because it's your job and you you, you then wouldn't get any work, but I, I, I don't care. No, I just um, made a rule never to be No, um, I understand yeah, that. I understand that. But, but the thing for me, it just, just didn't pass the, the mark, really. I thought the Brewdog IPA wasn't brilliant. The Old Speckled Hen was hugely disappointing. Really disappointing. On the whole, though, I've been really impressed. 
I've been really impressed. And I think, you know, one of the things you can do, if you know you like IPAs, you know you like a certain thing, I'd definitely go on something like Dry Drinker. Get a mixed case, wouldn't you? Do yeah. do yourself a tasting and, and then find out a couple that are really your favourites. And, and, you know, during January, if you're a beer drinker, I would say it's really not that hard now to, to go low alcohol, zero alcohol. I agree. No, we've got, we're so lucky now to, and to buy them online as well. If you can't get them in the shops, get them you can delivered. buy them re, um, online shops. These arrive the next day. Amazing. All Fantastic choice as well. Yeah. So um, thank you so much uh, for that, Jane. I have to say it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I'm really, really impressed. Uh, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Uh, we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. And thank you to our partners, the lovely people that produced in Kent. If you want to listen to any of our hundreds of past podcasts on topics from snail farming to gin making, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Good luck with dry January if you're on it. Uh, have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.